everyone. Welcome to Pigskin Pandemic featuring Kevin, Matt, and Ben. Just three of your everyday guys just giving their opinions on all the latest and upcoming NFL news. Things may get a little steamy or a little wild, but hey, it'll always be unscripted and real. Let's listen in and see what they have to say this week. Welcome to the Pigskin Pandemic. I am your host, Kevin, and I have Matt and Ben with me back this week to go over week 12 of the National Football League. This week was pretty crazy, to say the least. Uh, We had some upsets. We had some games that were moved from Thursday to Sunday to Monday to Tuesday to Wednesday. And we had some games that when you look at when we made our picks last week, we were sure that some of these teams were going to win and they ended up getting the blow, uh, the doors blown out of them. So let's go through these games. <clears throat> Thursday night's game, which um, I believe that was Thanksgiving's game. They had two out of the possible three. The Texans beat the Lions 41 to 25. The Washington football team beat the Cowboys 41 to 16. On the Sunday games, the Bills beat the Chargers 27 to 17. The Titans came in and destroyed the Colts 45 to 26. <clears throat> the Vikings pulled off a, a last second game winner beating the Panthers 28 to 7 to 27. The Browns beat the Jags 20, 27 to 25. The Giants held on to beat the uh, Cincinnati Bengals 19-17. The Patriots on a last-second field goal, beat the Cardinals 20-17. to The Dolphins, well, they did what they were supposed to do. They trashed the Jets 20-3. to And a shocker, the Falcons destroyed the Raiders 43-6. to The Saints beat the Broncos, who actually did not have a physical quarterback at quarterback. They beat the, Sa- they beat the Broncos 31-3. to The Rams shocked, the Rams got shocked by the 49ers 23-20. to the Chiefs beat the Buccaneers 27 to 24. Packers destroyed the Bears 41 to 25 and the Seahawks outlasted the Eagles 23 to 17. I want to point I want to go to a couple games here. First of all, let's go to the Titans game. I watched this Titans game and I think Derrick Henry had three touchdowns and this was I think this was a week of first half humongous games for individuals Titans with Derrick Henry Kansas City with Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill is is Derrick Henry the best back in football hands down Ben I mean, right now, you'd really be hard-pressed to make an argument against him. Um, You know, I'd I'd say the combination of his skill, which is elite and special beyond words, um, and such a throwback because he's he's the only running back that kind of operates in that kind of a just pure power way, Um, and the fact that they build that offense around it so they get the most out of it, um, it it, it makes him – the most probably dangerous back I think in the NFL right now, um, you know, without Christian McCaffrey healthy all the time without Saquon Barkley healthy and 
you know, it's a shame for Dalvin Cook because he's having a fantastic and, and a, a amazingly historic season, and it's getting overshadowed by the fact that Derrick Henry looks like the second coming of Eddie George or Jim Brown or something. I mean, he's he's just he, – he is a man amongst boys on the field. It's crazy. And, you know, we picked Tennessee, so we picked it right, but we both kind of talked about are they really going to be able to do that to Indianapolis two weeks – you know, almost in a row, there was, you know, one week in between there, but are they really going to be able to do that? That close, you know, to division game just seems so unlikely. And they absolutely did. And I forgot the backups name that they have. I can't remember his name now, mm-hmm. um, but it's amazing. They have a kid behind him that I think is a rookie this year or, or, or maybe his second Foreman. year. And he looked Foreman. He looks almost as good. Yes. He looks almost as good. Like it's, it's crazy that they have somebody, you know, that spells him that looks almost identical with the same type of running style, even has like the long hair in the back. And like, it's, it's really like what they have as an offense to build around that amazing running game is, is incredible. Matt, is he the best back in football? I mean, hands down. Like overall, like, like you're talking healthy right now. I mean, sure. He's playing like it, but like, this isn't going to be something that like is a, uh, pace that he can sustain. Um, you can't, you just can't be that big, run that hard and take that many hits and have your knees and all your joints respond. I mean, he can play all day like that right now. And it's awesome. Don't get me wrong. He's on one of my fantasy squads. I, I, <laughs> I bet love, you do. <laughs> love Derek Henry. Um, yeah, he was, and not even that everybody laughed at that team too. So it's, it's, it's especially, um, you know, he yeah, pulled, honestly, uh, the same thing here that you're saying he, he couldn't do it again this year the same way he did it last year, and he's just Wouldn't making everyone, including myself. Well, I'm not like, saying I'm not saying it's not something he couldn't do like for a little bit of time. I'm just saying it's not a sustainable career. Like he's not yeah, going to have I a 15 year career. He's going to be lucky to have like a seven year career. Oh no, like, I, I agree Frank with Gord, that. He won't be. I, you know, I like you don't run that hard, that violently, right? So like right now, sure. I mean, but I mean, consider consider the 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 quality of the backs that he's actually up against. Like you said, Saquon is out. Uh what's it called? The CMC is yeah. out. You know, like there's there's a number of backs that have been uh you look at uh Mostert. Uh he was a monster last year, right? Mm-hmm. Raheem Mostert, yeah. however you say his last name. Yeah. He's been out most of the season. So like I mean it, don't get me wrong, I don't want to detract from him. He's he's been playing at a ridiculous level. Not even a good level, a ridiculous level. But um it's almost to be expected, right? I mean, who else is out there other than, like you said, uh, Cook in uh, Minnesota? In uh, Minnesota, rather. Sorry, I'm, I'm brain fart. Um, in Minnesota, who else? Who else is really out there? Alvin Kamara, and I mean, he's not even really a traditional back. He's yeah. really like a, he's really like running slants out of the backfield. There's a few I mean, guys so out there. When you look at it's it, just, you got, you got um, Jacob. And 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 uh, with the Raiders, you have and he's been good but inconsistent. You have he is good. He's anywhere near the level of those Chubb. guys. Zeke yeah. Elliott, I guess. Well, but, Zeke is I mean, Zeke is just see, Zeke was what you. It's Zeke's what been you a regression. Said. It's what you said. Since he got paid. It's you can't sustain that many carries for that long, and think that you can continue to carry, continue to carry, to continue. You can't do it, and. You know, they don't have anybody to spell Zeke. They kind of have somebody to spell Derek Hint. Yeah, well, but Pollard. they're not using them. You know, 
I mean, who's Jerry. fault is that? Because you know Jerry's <laughs> not gonna is not going to. He is. He wants that next Emmett Smith. That's what he wants, and he think he has. He thinks he has it in Zeke, and that's good that you have it in Zeke, but you won't have it for as long as Emmett Smith has been playing, because when Emmett Smith was playing. You know, he wasn't really beat up and battered and bruised because he had the best offensive line in football for the Yeah, he was running behind like Luke, right. Moose so, and Larry. Yeah. So <laughs> so yeah, he at one point Zeke was the best in football. He did what Derrick Henry was doing, but he was getting almost four hundred touches a season and he wasn't catching the football. These are all carries. And yeah. and that's that's just four hundred almost four hundred carries. A season is murder on your body, and and look, exact same thing, Matt. So funny you bring up the Cowboys running back, and then you know, of course, he went to Tennessee. But Demarco Murray is it's it's so similar, similar running style, similar you know situation and everything, and. You know, Tennessee, I guess, is just going to run that guy into the ground. And like I say, the, the beneficial part for Tennessee, to their credit, looks like they've got a kid behind him that can maybe pick up where he leaves off. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, good for them. Um, now, Sunday, my problem with the Chiefs were they only scored 27 points. That was my problem. No, no, no. Job, I didn't money have money on it. On it. <laughs> okay, so you get Patrick Mahomes that passes for almost – 500 yards, and you have Tariq Hill that catches for almost 300 yards. And, I mean, they were just going deep. Every time you turned around, they were going deep. And they only had a couple of red zone possessions in the first half. All of their scores mm-hmm. came from beyond the 20-yard line. So at least 25 yards or more, they scored. That's what happens when you leave Tyreek Hill one on one, and he's blowing by guys from exactly. eighty yards out. I, I agree, but they only came up with twenty-seven points. Now they scored seventeen in the first quarter, and they didn't do too much after that. Yeah, but I mean, like in watching the game, like with the actual, you know, not just looking at the the box score side of it, like the eyeball test of it, so to speak. I I honestly think a lot of that was the Chiefs changing their strategy for the second half saying, okay, we're, we've got a good lead. We're, we're okay. Let's go ahead and lean on the running game more. They've got a good running game with Hilaire and, and let's, you know, let's try and grind this game away and, and keep the ball, you know, out of, you know, Tampa Bay's offense from, from scoring. Now they let them back in it a little bit, but at the same time, I think what you can depend on right now is if you have, if you're going against the bucks. If you have a front four that you say, we know we can get pressure. On Tom Brady, we know we can make him make yep. some turnovers. That's who Tom and Brady, Brady is right now. When I watched him, um, so they were getting to him to his face and up the middle, yep. and he was just chucking it in the air. And there was one where it yep. was just perfectly thrown, and then the next time he did it, he threw a pick. And it's like, this is not even Tom Brady's game. This is not how he operates. And we're only we can only base it off of what he did with the last team he played for, and he wasn't that type of guy. But at the same time, like, he was missing. He was missing people. He's missing people on a consistent basis. The defense is getting exposed week after week. 
they came in when they were four and two. It was oh, the defense is just so great. They can uh, because they were playing. I, I never saw. I, I never understood why everyone was here's the reason going gaga the reason for their being defense. is because any they're just like the Colts. Anytime that you can pin your ears back and just rush the quarterback because you have a lead, your defense looks a yeah. whole lot better. Exactly. But when you have to now make an effort because you know what they're going to do, you know they have to pass the ball. But if you have no idea whether yeah. it's a run or a pass because it's now a grind or you are playing from behind, that defense, they like to gamble. They, they really can't read what's going on. Um, their back end doesn't communicate. And they get exposed. Now the Chiefs expose them play after play after play after play. And the Chiefs defense got exposed too because there were times where, you know, um, Gronkowski went up the seam. Nobody was covering him. Um, Mike Evans was just going down the field on him. They got exposed too, but just not as bad as Tampa Bay. Um, Right, not as bad as Tampa Bay. Um, Yeah, I mean, really what I I see in it is – Last year in New England, you saw a lot of the same stuff out of Brady, but the difference was the offense was tailored around being the usual New England dink and dunk, get it to the back side of the backfield, get it to tight ends, get it to wide receivers coming across the middle, all that kind of you know usual yep. New England stuff. And and that, that has a higher capability for success if you're, one, wanting to get the ball out of your hands fast, and two, if you're under pressure and just trying to do a dump off, you know, that that's going to have more quote unquote success because you'll get more completion. Bruce Arians offense is built so much on this vertical game. And honestly, I don't think Tom Brady totally has the arm strength, which what's kind of the great irony. And, and I almost feel bad for Tampa Bay fan if I didn't live here and have to deal with all the Tom Brady nonsense in the off season that I was so sick and tired <laughs> of hearing about it that oh, I don't feel God. bad at all now. Um, and the hatred I have for him runs deep. Yes. No, no question of that. Um, but, but what I'd almost feel bad for if I wasn't in that situation is, isn't this what they just had with Jameis Winston? Isn't this, Oh, we got a quarterback who once he's under pressure, he tosses it up for an interception. Like, isn't that the same? And, and all off season, all you heard them say was, look, if he just plays inside this offense and doesn't try to do too much and you know, Tom Brady's just not going to throw as many picks as Jameis Winston. I don't know how many picks at this point in the season Jameis Winston had thrown versus how many Brady has thrown, but I'll bet you it's not that different. I'll bet you for the number of attempts versus incomplete, or I'm sorry, versus interceptions at this point in the season, I'll bet you it's not that different, which is really saying something. I, I, how many picks does he have right now? He has... Because I didn't bother looking it up, but I, I'm just, just, just guessing. Not as many as Carson Wentz. (laughs) Well, that's true. But he does have he does have more picks than Carson Wentz under pressure, which is amazing. Well, Carson Wentz is like king of the clean pocket. Well, that's true. (laughs) They are they are the yin and yang of two bad halves of a quarterback. (laughs) He def he has eleven right now. Um, Yeah, and I think that's not nothing that he has had in a season is fourteen. He had that. Like maybe two or three times, fourteen. I, I don't, I don't it's have any, I don't have a doubt that he'll pat he'll surpass that. Um, I don't have any doubt. I don't have any doubt in the world that he will go past 
11 picks or 14 picks. Um, I, I don't know. I, I just feel like he got what he wanted. He got ex- he got exactly. Oh, it's true. What he and listen, as the as problem- someone as someone who hates Belichick and as someone who hates Brady and as someone who hates the the Patriots, like this is the best case scenario for me because I'm seeing the Patriots struggle without Tom Brady. I'm seeing Tom Brady struggle without the Patriots. So it's it's just all wonderfulness for for me getting to just wallow in this shot and fraud. That, I think that. <laughs> For him, he he just he he never could go down the field since he had Randy Moss when it was you know when he was in year seven, where he could just chuck yeah, it down the field time, every that was, single you know. solitary play, and you could tell because he started tailoring that off after 2011. Yeah. He wasn't going as deep as much as he wanted to because he just doesn't have it. He just doesn't have it. Now you're looking at year 21-22 and they're still trying to chuck it down the field and it's like nah, what do you mean? He, he could do it every now and then. He could do it every now and then. When you say he doesn't have it, do you mean do you mean he doesn't oh, have the other team's playbook? Very nicely done, Matt. Take a bow. But take a bow. He just doesn't he just didn't, he you. never really had that arm strength to go down the field every single play. Randy Moss made it easy for him. But now, yeah. because he does have guys that can get down the field, it's and it's Bruce Arians' offense, and you just it's a you know you have to chuck it down the field. You have to throw it thirty and forty yards down the field. You know it's you're killing a guy who can manage a game and and eliminate the turnovers and win a, a few football games just by not turning the ball over. And you're turning him into a turnover machine, but hey, that's what they want. There's, there's not too much. It's not really too much I can say about that. Um, and I am loving it. And as I move to another question that I have for Week Twelve, was why did the Denver Broncos even play? You know, I'm, I'm of really two minds with it. One, it, it's it's bad on the NFL that they had the game. I, I agree with the pundits that are saying that. I agree with the people that are saying it, it was probably unfair and, and, and all of that kind of stuff. But I also do kind of understand the perspective of th- there shouldn't be an exception made for them just because they're in this bad right. situation because they did it to themselves. Like, that's the thing. It's just like injuries, though, right? I mean, I, and I, I, I'm sorry to just jump in, but I'm saying it's just like injuries, right? Like, Sometimes bad things befall, you know, uh, people who, who don't necessarily deserve it. It just it, – it, it, it falls that way. It's the way the cookie crumbles. If it wasn't Denver, it could have been somebody else. It could have been three people on another team or whatever. I mean, unfortunately, this is the – this is the these are the circumstances we live and operate under. Um, right, and, and I, thought, I thought there was a really good point that was made on NFL Live where they are talking about they said everyone has to remember every single player, every single coach – Every single everything for every team got the option to to walk away, to opt out of the season. So if you were worried that this wasn't going to be a usual situation, that things might not be 100% even across the board as they usually are in the NFL, 
you had that option and plenty of guys took it to say, I'm not going to do it. And they weren't walking away from not getting any money. I know they weren't getting the same salary and all of that. That's fine. But it's not like they were being made well, destitute by not, well, you know, playing this one for, season. The other so, part, though. If they cancel the Denver game, nobody gets paid. Well, if I'm, if I'm New Orleans, that's not well, my fault that, you know, Denver was acting all crazy. That's not my fault. Right. And, and, and I mean, the, it wouldn't be a canceled game. It, what, what the Denver fan is, is complaining about is they're saying, why did they move the Baltimore, you know, four times instead of, you know, making us play on Sunday? Why couldn't we play on Tuesday? Um, but again, oh, I think because more did. and more people, it was only four players. Right. right. That's, you know, if you, if you believe the NFL about what they're saying about it, it's because it was all based on the medical science of how it was going. And again, where I don't feel so bad for, for Denver is they did this to themselves. Everyone knows what happened as far as this wasn't just, Oh, it's unfortunate that, that we, we got popped for it, that, that someone happened to get it. They did something irresponsible in their quarterback room, went maskless. And that's what made them exposed. Like, you're you're an adult. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's like careless, right? That's what I'm saying. You're you're an adult. Itself, you're, wasn't there wasn't there a team? Yeah. Wasn't there? I was say, wasn't there a team already this season that like uh, they were flying the quarterback, the back of quarterback separately? Like yep. he was completely alienated, like you, physically alienated. He was doing everything. You like, do the teams are this way in case this oh, happened. You who was that? I want to say that, but it might have yeah, been Philadelphia. No, they, to give Josh credit, McCown. But, yeah, there, there's a bunch of teams that are doing right. it that are keeping the same, the Dolphins guy that they just had to bring up from the practice squad this week, uh, Sinet, because of the two injury and whatnot. Same thing. They, they, yeah, for, for a copycat league, you'd think that they'd be no, smart but, enough to yeah, pick up on whatever yeah, else. Yeah, the, the, there's, there's a lot of teams that have adopted the policy of we're keeping at least one guy in that quarterback room completely separate. He's never coming to the facility. He's only operating via Zoom because if this happens, we want to be able to put a guy in the lineup right. that is ready to go. Did you hear yes. about what Denver tried to do? They they, they tried. Yeah, they tried. They tried to get, tried to get their, one of their uh, strength their and conditioning coaches. It was their who, I guess they felt like quality you know, coach. Who and and their reason that's what it was, was offensive quality sort of that he knows the 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 playbook and he knows the scheme better than anybody else in the room. So let's do that. So the NFL said yep. no because we don't want you to start hard, just basically holding coaches off to the side just in case a player decides he gets sick. You can't. Not that I want to open up this Pandora's box, but if that was something that could happen, Colin Kaepernick no, would definitely have a job then. He still wouldn't have, he still wouldn't have a job. He yeah, still I don't think he would. No, he would because there would be yeah, a team man. that would say, oh, we're fine with making you a quote-unquote coach and consultant and whatever. And, you know, just having new on retainer, essentially. I just don't think that there's that many because of all the people that are like, yeah. it's a very divisive thing still for whatever reason. Like, personally, I could give a shit what Colin Kaepernick does with this. Oh, no, you're right. Time. Like, Jerry Jones, uh, Bill Belichick, they wouldn't I, do it. But, like, guys like uh, Arthur Blank and, and, and Tomlin and, you know, you know, the, the, a lot of, you know. Yeah, but Tomlin's not an owner. Tomlin's just a coach. And, I mean, I, I'm sure that there's guys within these organizations that would be for it. I, I have no doubt. That there are people for it and against it in the organization. I think therein lies the problem, which is why it won't happen. It's just simply because it, be, it it just breeds controversy. And again, in a in a in a oh regular season where gosh. you're not dealing with all this pandemic, right? Shit, you're you're already you know like like the idea of Colin Kaepernick is such a huge distraction because you because it's no secret they're the media blitz that that's going to bring. Um, 
now you factor in the COVID can thing, you trying to keep people safe, all this other can, thing. I just, can you imagine I, if a team signed him for any reason? When are you going to play? 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 It would be every week. It would be every week. But not if you were not if you were hiding it by being a coach. That's what I'm saying. Like no one would be saying we're making this guy a coach because we plan on playing him. But if they are they would if people if people if that loophole was out there all of a sudden this was happening and you're saying they would yeah they would just say yes yeah are you gonna are you think you might suit up this week Colin what are the odds that's what I'm saying though I'm saying if if this loophole existed and only you know like it it wouldn't be a thing that exists like because people know oh this is what they're gonna do I'm saying if Denver was allowed to do it then it would have you're saying if like if it was allowed to be a sneaky thing you think somebody would do it I mean I don't know I mean it's junk the team that would sign Kaepernick would just wait until another team did it first just to keep him under wraps because you can't come out and be like oh we're just going to use Colin Kaepernick then the narrative would be okay are you going to be started for the rest of the season you oh yeah, so yeah no no yeah what's well, the benefit that's... I mean even even in these scenarios what is the real benefit to doing it because like you'd have to well, think the benefit right would be, you've already you've still got if to, you're but you've got three quarterbacks already, already out. Like it would have to be this very, very unique situation for that to, for him to even see the field anyway. Even if he did get signed to a coaching staff, you're still talking about three quarterbacks that have to go but, down, and the likeliness, the likelihood of it now, ever now, happening now, again. Absolutely, the strength and conditioning. Right. Yeah, I was gonna say Baltimore the conditioning would do it coach the did now. say that they weren't number one. They weren't wearing masks. Number two, they weren't wearing their monitoring bracelets. Number three. They did go out out in public. Oh yeah, and did whatever they wanted like to do. Completely screwed with all the rules. Disregarded. They he admitted basically they disregarded all the rules, and now you got these guys that are just sick all over the place, and they still need to come in and play. Right. And my thing is, no, it, I, I agree with you, Ben. Where if 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 you're not playing safe, that doesn't mean that we cancel your game. Now, if it was something that was out of your control. And you were doing it the correct way, and something out of your control popped up. I could see them saying, "Okay, it wasn't their fault. Let's work around that." Yeah. But this was their fault. Yeah. And you and you can't sit back and go. Oh, now, agreed. For Baltimore's sake, though, Baltimore needs this game. They need to win every. They need every single game. They don't need to win yeah. every single game. Yeah, I mean, but third, they, right? they, I mean, they need. Every what makes game the most because sense. they want to make the playoffs, and in order for them to make the playoffs, they have to play all 16 games. I guess the NFL has heard our cries another because everybody that has been in the lake of fire has burned so far. We are true, we didn't know that the kind of reach <laughs> we are and, uh, we because we got we got um Dimitrov fired. We got Quinn fired. We got uh, Bill O'Brien fired. We got Matt Patricia fired. We got Bob Quinn fired. Who else got fired? Uh, who else? Uh, Not Adam Gase, though. G- G- listen, I'll be the first one to say it. I called Gase wrong. I thought Gase would be number one. I didn't think he was making it that We thought. We, we, all they, thought, we all thought Gase was like, they, yeah, they missed five four games. You know, five. We, Again, that might be one of those things that's to the to the Jets GM's credit. 
he might are, he might see it as like that way of like, listen, just keep Gase right where he is, let him keep losing, and that's oh, how gosh. we get the number one pick. And, so. and speaking of picks, I think that um, as, as a side yeah, note, I mean, uh, one of the top three quarterbacks that is, as of course the early draft that is projected to go in the first round, one of the top three, because you still have um, Lawrence, you have Fields, which they don't have Fields going until Justin maybe Fields. seven or eight, is a guy from North Dakota State. And I can't remember the guy's name, but he's <laughs> it's another North Dakota State quarterback. Is that quarterback factor. Right. And, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I'm well, like, that was just you're watching the that. Eagles, you are staying far away from any North Dakota State quarterbacks uh-huh. because – and they are high on this guy. And they don't even see – I don't even think – when they did the top – the guy's draft, he did the top, I think, 15, and, and Mac Jones is nowhere to be found. Dude, you know what we need to talk about is whoever it is that's doing the recruiting. He needs to be Dakota fired. State, where he keeps finding these NFL caliber quarterbacks and, and that are that that are completely ignored. They're completely ignored by the rest of the the rest of the, the entire NCAA. They go to North Dakota State and then all of a sudden they come out and they're NFL, NFL ready. ready. I just, he's NFL either a ready. genius. They're talking top or, five. You know, top five I just, ready. Like they're going he's good. like they're projected to go to top like in the top five of the draft and I went well they've already what? given us who is this guy he, he's <laughs> well they've already given us future he, he Hall of Famer he is Hall of Famer is Savant is what you're saying nah he'll make that <laughs> Eagles bullshit ring the same when they let Donovan McNabb in too after he threw up <laughs> on the sidelines so much salt I love chances. it well, you have to understand, like, uh, even though the Giants are not doing what I necessarily want them to do, there is a part of me that, oh, my God, do I love watching this team. Like, and I was explaining it. It's funny because my brother, he used to be into sports, and now he's kind of drifted away. But now that, like, you know, he and I share a condo, we've had a, uh, a good bit of more time spent watching football. So I was explaining to him not just why I don't like the Eagles, but why, like, I'm particularly interested in them this season. And – uh what I really got into the specifics about how they paid, his, you know, Carson Wentz all this extra money two years before he really even had to be paid and how, like, they're stuck with him now. And now, like, and then I, when I explained to him the hit against the salary cap, <laughs> you should have seen him. He's like, <laughs> he's like, did the guy who hired him lose his job? That was the first thing. <laughs> oh, my God. And I said, no. No, he still got his job. Isn't that great? For our Facebook page, I, I did post that uh, wonderful infographic that they gave us on screen, which was literally highlighting the exact same things we were talking about last week in the horrible aspect of his contract and how they can't get under it and all that. So, uh, you know, check, check that out on the Facebook page for anybody who wants to see the horrendous numbers that Matt is describing. Leave a comment so that we know that you are at least reading it. Oh, they're wonderful. You know, leave a comment on the, uh, about what you think of the show, things like that. Even if you think it's trash, leave a comment. We don't care. We'll answer it. I don't think so. So, so let's take these three teams: <laughs> Atlanta, Houston, I'm Detroit. Not. I'm not. Which coach would fit that team 
or which coach slash GM. You can pick a head coach if you want to or a head coach and a GM. Which would fit best in those three teams? Let's go. Matt, you have Houston. Ben, you take Detroit, and I'll take Atlanta. I mean, yeah. I know I, – so I can just pick anyone, right? All right. So, essentially, like, I mean, if I had to to say – just looking at Houston the way it is, there's a really talented quarterback. Yes. And a couple of yes. flighty <laughs> wide receivers around him. And uh, – what's that? And uh, not, not too many big names. If Josh McDaniels went over to Houston, I believe that, that that is the exact type of offensive mind who could turn that, that team around. You could see right now you have Deshaun, Deshaun Watson struggling a little bit. He doesn't look anything like he did last season. He's having flashes of greatness, obviously, this past week, notwithstanding. Um, there's been some ebbs and flows, uh, especially in some winnable games. Now, we could all obviously blame Bill O'Brien and the departure of DeAndre Hopkins for a lot of that. But at the same time, mm-hmm. a good quarterback or the quarterback that you want on a team is a quarterback who wins you games, right? The guy who's getting it done no matter who's on, who's out there. That's something that Tom Brady was able to do under that offensive scheme with Josh McDaniels. And, and I mean, even later in his career. So I'm not, I'm not, obviously I'm not comparing um, Watson and, and Brady so much as I'm saying, both of them have dealt with similar situations. I don't see why McDaniels couldn't come in there and scheme something up for a guy who has the arm strength like Watson and still has the legs. And there's enough, there's, there are enough position players. I mean, maybe not right now with the whole PED suspension of Fuller. Um, but there are, there are enough guys on that roster. Randall Cobb. Uh, I mean, he's probably not still running that four, six forty old, old Randall corn Cobb up there. Um, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but he's he's still got legs, all right. He's still he's still a talented guy. So um, my 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 thought would be Josh McDaniels um, revamp that offense and get get Watson where he's got to be. And I I just think but uh, then him, maybe but Shannon, then uh, that Shanahan, destroys certainly uh, GM because if, I, I don't see why Josh McDaniels wouldn't be if a, he goes. Nick Casario's following him. Yeah, you you would think that Cesario would stay, you, you know, so with you know would go with McDaniel's. That's where it would actually make quite a bit of sense. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. he was supposed to go to Indianapolis. Why are they like? Yeah, yeah. wasn't he coming? Yeah. With, wasn't he one of the part of that Why? Indianapolis deal that you know, fell through? <laughs> yeah. So I mean, you, you would lose out on Cesario for the Giants, but I get what you're saying as far as you know what makes sense. Now, the only reason why I would say it would be very unlikely to happen. Is can that's, you really see Houston going back to the? That's what I was going let's to Let's dip into yeah, the New England really pool the again. Back to New England. Yeah, but not as a coach. But this is a tried a and true. Uh, this, I mean, McDaniel's had success in his role for. No, no, and I, I, I get it. I remember when he was on Denver. Yes. Um, it's uh, again. Wasn't yes. that like well, Tebow years, years because though? he I mean, picked Tebow? No offense, like it's. Yes. All right. No, well, but he, had, he was the GM. He was the coach. So. Tebow was his pick. Tebow was his guy. Okay. All right. Well, so so maybe maybe that's really all, more more or less what it was is that yeah, that's he's fair. out of his element being a GM, but he's he's a capable coach. And, and really, again, this is just hypothetical. So I mean, I don't know uh, for sure. I just personally, he's like 
when you no, think that, offensive that's coordinator. I, mean, I, I would not have thought of that. That's that interesting. Are say, I just don't. I don't know that I could realistically see. Like, if you're a Houston fan, could you really like? No, oh, I'm going to go back into this. But if they keep, again. but there's a lot that makes. But, sense but there, if they, but if they kept Romeo Cornell, they're and, still dipping yeah. him back in New England anyway, because that's where he's from. Well, not necessarily. I mean, listen, I don't think you you never keep like it's almost never happens that the interim head coach then goes back to being the coordinator like the next year. Like that just doesn't happen. I can't see it happening either. But what does make no. some sense is. You know who's on the street now that's available to be your defensive coordinator, Josh? Matt Patricia. Yeah. I mean, tell, tell me that. Tell me you can't see that happening. Cesario, yeah. McDaniels, and Patricia. Like that. That makes a lot of sense. Like I say, other than the fact that it's very similar to what they already yeah. did, getting Bill O'Brien and then Romeo yeah. Cornell, and and previous to that, Vrabel. You know, yeah. so like they already played in that same New England pool. Um, but, uh, you know, other than that, it makes a lot of sense. Right, That's a really interesting one. I like that, Matt. Uh, so I would say for Detroit, I, I always think that you see teams go kind of the opposite direction from what they had. So I've kind of eliminated all of the usual suspects of the the – Greg Sala, that's a big name that's out there from San Francisco, and I think he's a great coach, and I think he's going to get a shot. Uh, but a lot of team, people are talking about him for Detroit. I can't see them going back to the defensive coordinator well um, again. Um, I kind of think the one that jumps out at me is one uh, Titans coordinator, Arthur Smith. I think that you just can't see what he's done for two years in a row in building that scheme around Tannehill and Henry and like we were talking about earlier, yeah. developing a true number one wide receiver in Brown. Like, like the, he deserves a lot of credit. Cause also you got to think that Vrabel doesn't have much to do with that side of the ball. And, and Arthur Smith also, you know, came, it's, it's the same system yeah. that got LaFleur his job. So, you know, it's, you know, a lot of people say that it was actually a lot more Arthur Smith than it was LaFleur and LaFleur has had plenty of success where he is at. So there's no reason, you know, to, to kind of, you know, not think that they can have that same kind of thing. Um, so I think that he makes a lot of sense. And, and I think he'd be like the polar opposite of the Matt Patricia type. Um, uh, you know, there's some of the college coaches, the Lincoln Riley's out there and that kind of thing. Um, but I would, I would definitely say Arthur Smith would probably be my number one. If I was a tight, if I was a, a Lions fan, he'd probably be my number one go-to there. Um, the other one that's interesting is like we talked about, I see the enemy being kind of number one on a lot of people's boards. Again, very much the opposite of Patricia. And the benefit with him is he brings a GM with him because pretty much everything has them linked with, uh, I'm going to yeah. butcher the guy's name, Mike Borgonzi, um, you know, like know I'm, I'm sure that yeah. can't be right, but <laughs> something like that. That's that's phonetically how it's spelled. Um, he, he's the guy. He's director of football operations in Kansas City, and and most uh, conventional wisdom, if you look it up, you know, anywhere, it's saying that he is going to, you know, want to be a true GM somewhere, and and that him and Bianami are going to be tied together somewhere. So it limits Bianami's spots where he's going to go to. That he would only go someplace where he can be bringing in his own GM with him. But at the same time, in a place like Detroit, uh, in a place like Houston, um, it could make some sense that, the, you know, I think that they will come together as a pair. And I think Detroit would make a lot of sense. The only part that doesn't totally make sense yep. about the enemy 
I don't know that I'm looking at Detroit <laughs> yeah. as like that's the hot place I want to go. Um, but if I'm Detroit, I'm I'm backing up everything I can to get that guy. Um, so I would say like number one would be that you know coach GM combination from Kansas City. Uh, I think Arthur Smith is gettable. Otherwise, I think he's a good, you know, fallback. And I don't know what the GM situation then would be around that. Um, and then, the, like I say, there's some interesting college coaches that are out there. Lincoln Riley's of the world, Matt Campbell from Iowa State, um, those kind of guys. Um, but yeah, that would be my number one and kind of my number one. I think I'm I'm just going to leave with the enemy because of that offense. That offense is already Kansas City like. And yes, granted, Julio is not getting any younger, but they do have Calvin Ridley still there. And they're, and look, I mean, if you still want to go Alabama for your receivers, there's like two of them coming out this year that's, that's taking the top off defenses all over the place. Devontae Smith is just, I mean, God, he's, he's unbelievable. And so he might not make it to where Atlanta is picking, but they do have a pretty decent quarterback that you can use for the next couple years. You still have Julio Jones. You still have Calvin Ridley. You still have a decent offense. And you really have to build that defense back up to what it used to be before they went to the Super Bowl. I think that, you know, because the coach and the GM is open, I think that and, – and I think in, in – in, in Atlanta, they will blank will give you a little bit of time to get yourself together, to get your, you know, to get your traction, and it's not really a one and done or a two years and done, and you're out. I think it'll be time for them to, you know, turn the corner with Matt Ryan because he's getting older too, and I just think it would be a good fit in Atlanta. I don't think he would be a good fit in Houston as well. But I think because Atlanta's offense is so dynamic, I still think that he would fit better in Atlanta than anywhere else. So we're going to go ahead and do our picks for week 13. A lot of these picks we did off air. So I'm going to go ahead and bring them to the show. Um, and this is, these are picks that me, Ben, and Matt all did. Uh, for week 13, uh, when it comes to Cincinnati and Miami, we all picked Miami to win. India, Indianapolis against Houston, we all picked Indianapolis. Cleveland, at Tennessee, Cleveland and Tennessee, we all picked Tennessee. Detroit and Chicago, we went ahead and all picked Detroit. Jacksonville at Minnesota, we, me and Ben picked Minnesota. Matt picked Jacksonville to overcome Minnesota as the lone wolf. With New Orleans and Atlanta, we all picked New Orleans. The Rams in Arizona, we all picked the Rams. This is an easy one. Jets in Vegas, we all picked Vegas. Giants and Seahawks, we all picked the Seahawks. New England at the Chargers. Ben and Matt picked the Chargers. I lone wolf and pick New England. Green Bay and Philly, we all pick Green Bay. Kansas City at Denver, we all pick Kansas City. And here are the rest of the picks for week 13.
So next game we have is Washington at Steelers. Now, I thought that the Steelers game was going to get moved, but as I'm looking at the schedule, it's Monday at, I think it's what, 5 p.m. Eastern. It says 4 o'clock for me. So which what are you going to do here? Because this is interesting, too, because of Washington's front four. Mm-hmm. And Terry McLaughlin, McLaren, McLaren, like the car. He's fast like the car. Is he's a problem? Yeah. Um, yeah I, think, I think Pittsburgh's going to win. Like I think they're the much better team, obviously. But this is definitely one of those games that, because of the schedule, because of all the nonsense, because they're they're going to be all. This has the classic makeup, you know, for a letdown game. And the Steelers have led a couple teams. You know, remember they were losing to the Cowboys in the fourth quarter. And not like, oh, it was close and they were only a field goal. Like they were losing bad to the Cowboys in the fourth quarter they against were. Ben against Ben DiNucci. Like that's like yeah, like that they were. The viewers are susceptible to stubbing their toe. So like that like I think that, that could happen in this game. I'm still going Pittsburgh, but I'm I'm rooting hard. <laughs> I'm going Washington. Bold move. Weird, yeah. Bold, and the reason why strategy, Cotton. Here's the reason. The reason reason being is because A, just like you said, they're coming, they're going to play Wednesday and then turn around and play Monday. Now they're at home, so they really have to go anywhere and travel. And if they did have to travel, it's not too far. You know they're just gonna give them the days off, bro. They're just gonna give them the days off. But I would still I would still go Washington because I think that front four can really frustrate Ben. He hasn't had a front. He hasn't seen a front four like that. And I really do like Washington's front four. I, I, they, they lo- really I, I well, love they, with them. They've also they've got two strong running backs, which is yes. kind of been the thing that has been able to to get to Pittsburgh this year a little bit. So you know, like it, it, like I say, on paper, there's a lot that I'm happy about for a potential Pittsburgh loss here, and then I can root for them to beat Buffalo, and I'll be a very happy man. So. It's good. I, I'm picking Washington um, because <clears throat> the, other part is, the other part is Alex Smith is not really going to turn the ball over like that. Yeah. Like he like like the Cowboys did against the Steelers to bring him back into the game. He it's learned true. he knows how to play it safe. Take true. the check downs and check take what the Steelers are giving them. It's just that I if I'm betting on Washington frustrating Ben Roethlisberger enough to where he's just skittish, and it's hard to do. But when you get enough pressure around him, where he's not—he's not as mobile as he used to be. He's older, and that front four is just going to come. I think that Rivera is just going to send him and just send him and send him and send him. And if it's in—if it's in the snow, I don't know, man. Look, Washington can run the football. I'm just I just think that Washington's gonna do it. I think so. So I'm a lone wolf that one too. Um Bills at 49ers. That's the other Monday night game. Yep. Um I'm going Buffalo, although San Francisco's playing a lot better right now. I could definitely see San Francisco pulling it out. I hope they do. Obviously it'd be hugely beneficial for the Dolphins. Um so I'll be rooting hard to be wrong. Uh, but if I had a gun to my head and had to pick it, I'd take Buffalo. 
Matt, I'll take what Buffalo. You got? Buffalo? Yeah, definitely Buffalo. Do you want to know why? Or I mean, I just think Buffalo's like got a very well-rounded team this season. It's just, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like this season it's 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 hard to really you know effectively pick winners. I just kind of lean towards the one. You usually take so many other things into account, right? Crowd noise, you know, all those yeah, other things that chop, kind of come right. down. Right, right. So like, there's just there's things that just aren't. It's just a crazy different season. So like, I, I temper. I, I typically tend to lean towards the teams that I see the strongest, like you know, output from. And I just feel like Buffalo all season has been playing at a at a pretty high level. I mean, give or take a couple of you know um, lapses. I just think they're they're one of the more consistent teams out there. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to go you know, AFC title game, but I think they'll make a nice little playoff run. And this is where I think they're going to make another lapse because I'm taking a 49ers. Let's go. Yes, I I like that one better than the Washington one. And listen, I'm hoping to be wrong on both of these picks because if Washington can beat Pittsburgh and and San Francisco can beat Buffalo, I will be doing cartwheels backwards, man. (laughs) I will be so happy. I know you can't do a car wheel. He can't. I want to do a round off backwards. <laughs> I think that the forty. I think that Kyle Shanahan will frustrate that that up and down Bills defense because sometimes they come to play and sometimes they don't, and sometimes they come and they play down to their competition. It's true. And when you get a guy like Kyle Shanahan coming in, that's where you get surprised because yes, they have injuries. They have the most, in, they have the most players on IR this season by far of any team, but they're getting but healthy again. They're getting healthy. They again. are. Yeah, they are. But if you play down to the 49ers, because they are not as strong as they were last year, you get beat and yeah. Kyle Shanahan will beat you. And I think that they play down to that competition. And I think that they lose to the 49ers. I do last game. Cowboys and Ravens. And this is on Tuesday night at 8.05 on Fox yep. and the NFL Network. Ravens. Tuesday. I'm going Ravens. I'm going Ravens. Yeah, I think anybody who, Ravens. anybody who bets on an NFC East team that isn't playing another NFC East team is crazy. So then at that point, if the picks end up being the way they are and Washington ends up winning, that puts the Washington football team in first place. Which I can Again. pretty much see happening, especially with the Daniel Jones injury, because I think that that's going to hurt them a little bit. And uh, and Washington is kind of like if you're taking the the trends, you know, from those four teams, like what what which teams are arrow up, arrow down kind of thing within the division. Washington's definitely the only team that's kind of they're up right now. Yep, they are up, and the Eagles. They're, it's, it's their schedule. The, the Eagles you can't get you arrow away down. Schedule. It's a lot of things. Well, like we we it's, like we looked at their schedule last week, like game by game. Like I don't see a win. Like the, uh, apart see another maybe, win. apart from maybe the Cowboys game because it's the Cowboys and it's you know. But kind of have you heard Aaron's game. take on it though? He t- <laughs> he said his take was that man i would love to go back saw, and listen to what he picked for the, the eagles because i feel like he picked like the next he I saw he, four more wins yeah he saw four more wins and i'll tell you the wins 
say the wins. Let me go to their schedule real quick. I was gonna say you you remember these that well because I I I, I do and I and I sat back and I said there's I no know way. he said the Seahawks because I know he says like no no we we've got Russell's number this week this 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 year so he said <laughs> I mean I know he picked the, against the Giants he picked a win that was the that was the week we had him on so all right that was so he, his his three games his four he said three possibly four mm-hmm. he said the Giants. The Browns, the Seahawks, and the Cowboys. Those were his four wins. He said he, they're definitely not going to beat Washington. Their front four is just is just too terrifying. They're not going to beat Kyler Murray. They're definitely not beating the Saints. And they're not going to beat the Packers. But he said three for sure. Those three were the Seahawks, That's, yeah, the Giants, you're right. and the Cowboys. He said that extra one is going to be the Browns. He said he thought that they could go in and win against the Browns. And I said, they're not beating the Browns. They're not beating the Seahawks. And they're definitely not beating the Giants. I, I don't think see he, another I win. Think he said the Cardinals, too. I think that might have been his fourth. He was like, dude, they're going to get the Browns. And honestly, like just looking at their schedule now, like I say, apart from the that week 16 with the Cowboys, I don't see another win on their schedule. Nope. And, and the Cowboys nope. one is just a complete – 50-50, and because it's at Dallas and it's going to be the same thing for Dallas as a complete 50-50 game, uh, you know, I'd probably give the edge to Dallas, but that's the only one that I can see as a possible win. And we just lost. Yeah, he just – yeah, he lost. We lost, but we're okay. We're all right with that because the picks are done. Yeah, the only other thing – I was just going to bring up the Adam Gase press conference again just because that was funny. <laughs> I, I would like to get him back to try that if you don't mind but if not i'm okay with it he said well it happened so it's all right we can uh d- don't worry because it's going to be next week too we're going to talk about it next week all right we'll circle back to it so those are the picks for this week and into next week and from last week um so for me, Ben, and Matt. We will see you guys next week. Again, go to our Facebook page, leave a comment, go ahead and like our page, like our show, uh, the Pigskin Pandemic, as we are on we are on Apple and Spotify and Google. Um, and Ben is going to let us know a little bit more about the show and where we are in a minute. I want to thank everyone for joining us on the Pigskin Pandemic Podcast. We are available now on Anchor, Apple, and Google Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you usually find your favorite podcasts. Please tell your friends, leave us any comments you have about the show, and a five-star rating would be great. You can also find us now on our Facebook page. I want to thank you all for listening, and remember, please wear a mask and stay safe out there.